1: Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Ross Sapp, they're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200
0: strong what's up you guys sean ross sap it's listening. your boy number 252 we need to pay trevor strong each week to be like <laughs> 252 strong one of those <laughs> oh he would take it too Sean. i know he would he's very <laughs> talented he's so good but uh guys this is fightful wrestling it is may 4th uh i will plug the just wealth of content that we have uh this week soon enough diana perrazzo moose the first interview with Persia Paroda after her release uh tons of that this week under siege wrestlemania backlash we got previews we got reviews but we're here to talk wrestling news with Jimmy Van Jimmy how you doing i'm
2: doing good man and of course since we're here to talk wrestling news why not start by plugging my non wrestling project because you know That's what I do. So So knowyournews.com is my new project. It's about news stories that are funny, stupid, and weird. It's kind of a takeoff of the old stupid people that we used to do on this podcast. Tuesdays, I do a podcast called Know Your News Tonight with different guests. This week, it's Denise Salcedo. First time I ever... Had a conversation with Denise, and she's the perfect guest for that kind of content. She's
0: great. I want to be on there with her sometime.
2: You mentioned, yeah, for that kind of content, I don't know if you get better than Denise, so it was really good. Tomorrow, May 5th, we are scheduled to have the first edition of a new podcast with Kate and Alex called Get the Flick Out of Here, or Get the Flick Mm Out of Here, or however the hell Alex wants to pronounce it. They're going to review uh, films and TV shows that are funny, stupid, or weird, and weird. So uh, check that out, knowyournews.com or youtube.com slash News. My first goal was 100 YouTube subs. We hit that. My next goal is 1,000 YouTube subs so we can monetize. So uh, that's the goal. It's fun, man. It. It's fun. It's I fun love doing it. it.
0: You'll get get to see a lot of fightful personalities over there. I had a blast doing that show. It was, it was so much fun, and I look forward to doing it again in the future. Check it out, guys. This is something that Jimmy cares an awful lot about. Let me tell you, there are not many things that he cares much about at all. So, <laughs> In life. Know, In life. So, you know, he's going to put some resources into it. But we want you to put resources into us, into us here. So leave a thumbs up. Donate a Super Chat or a Humper Chat. I know some of you are first-time viewers. Uh, Super Chats are on YouTube.com slash Fightful. Humper Chats are over at HumperChats.com. And uh, wow, I just saw a monster one from Drew Nicholas, who sent a $100 Humper chat. We're going to address this on multiple shows, but he says, here's monies for you. You deserve it. Grapsity Gang and Kate are perfect additions to this show. I wish there was a podcast of all you people every week. Well, I mean, we do like collaborative things here and there. Uh, I'll see to it that, uh, you know, a couple of those people you mentioned get a cut of this monster Humper chat, but... Uh, You can send Humper Chats before shows go in the air, like Drew did. So if you want to send one for tonight's AEW broadcast, we had somebody this morning at 8 a.m. that already sent one in. So that's the benefit of Humper Chats over at HumperChats.com. And uh, we are very much publicly funded, so thank you all very much for that. And Drew, thank you. You are uh, a big part of Fightful as well, and your support is integral and important, and we... We treasure each one of you, Sean Breslin says to Hillbilly Jim's theme. Don't go messing with a dirt sheet boy, a dirt sheet boy, a dirt sheet boy. And he says thoughts uh, from both of you on Taylor Serrano. Well, Jimmy, it's interesting that he asked that. Ironic because uh, we we were talking about that today. I edited an article and and forgot about it. Forgot about it because we. I mean, we, <laughs> we do a lot of that stuff, but yeah. WWE so I, made some coin off of Serrano and Taylor.
2: I hit up Sean this morning. Cause Sean, you know where my mind goes. When I, when I see stories like that, I want to know, did, did the talent get a cut? That's just kind of what, where, where my head goes. And sure. I saw a news story about that fight that he's talking about. It was the first time ever that uh, a women's boxing fight headlined a card at Madison square garden. So obviously it was monumental in a lot of ways. Jake Paul was one of the promoters. It was last uh, weekend and the zone aired it and they partnered with WWE. And so Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair were at the pressers. Becky was awesome. Bianca's good too, but Becky, Becky's in her element in that world in character. So, so they did a really good job. WWE also promoted it on their uh, social media and they got a reported little under $500,000 according to Sportico for their participation. So yeah, I hit up Sean Ross app and I said, what did Becky get out of that? Did she see anything or was just just, just padding the pockets. I'll find out.
0: I'll find yeah, out because sure.
2: I was, I was curious now, obviously there's a lot of value to their social media, maybe even more so than having In, Becky and Bianca there, but still.
0: There are a lot of variables right now. Like wrestling is a, is a changing thing. It's, it's almost like a 96 type of contract change because we hear of these people getting these insane amounts of money. Like we're talking like three, 4 million we're hearing that people are getting. And it's, it's an insane amount. The funny thing is Jimmy, when the good brothers got 700k each and revival were offered 850k each three years ago, we were like, This is an insane amount of money that they're getting now. We don't know how downsides work into that, we don't know how bonuses, discretionary or non discretionary, um, house shows, if at all, uh, revenue cuts from anything else. I'm still working to find a lot of that out, but that is a constantly evolving thing because pro wrestling is constantly evolving as are the contracts. I mean, these deals look categorically different than they did three years ago when there was a huge talent war, and still is a huge talent war, which we'll get into, but uh, things are changing, and I hope they saw a cut of it. Uh, It makes sense. I think it's brilliant of WWE and DAZN to do that. One, DAZN and WWE have a nice relationship, but... Why wouldn't you take people who are going to go out of their way to find out, hey, what the hell is Becky and Bianca involved in? What are they involved in? Oh, the two hottest women's wrestlers in the game are going to promote Taylor Serrano. Maybe I'll check out this huge women's boxing match. It made a lot of sense to me.
2: Sure. The Paul, also Jake Paul's association. Because WWE and the Pauls have a relationship, and Paul was one of the promoters. So that, that yes. all kind of makes sense, too. And that leads me to another story I want to ask you about since we're on this topic. There are reports that Jake Paul is looking to do an exhibition fight. Keywords, exhibition fight with Iron Mike Tyson. Uh, and, you know, they, they claim it would be massive money if that fight were to happen. There's also talk about maybe Jake Paul and Michael Bispick. Yeah. So I was going to say, when I see the words exhibition fight, that tells me it's going to be unsanctioned. That tells me Mike's not going to get tested. That means Mike's going to treat it like a sparring session. Whoa, gonna... whoa, whoa,
0: are you implying that Mike Tyson would need to be tested for anything? Because that's uh, stupid.
2: That's yeah, st- I, stupid. I would never suggest Mike should be tested for anything. But uh, but that's how he would look at it. You remember the Roy Jones fight? He could have dropped Roy Jones a half a dozen times in that fight. Yeah, and he chose not to do it. And so I'm guessing that with Jake Paul would be the same. He has a shot for a, a, an opportunity for a headshot. Mike's not going to take it. And so my question for you is. How much interest do you think there would be, Jake Paul, and Mike Tyson, and Mike Tyson is still a, a very newsworthy a lot. guy. A,
0: yeah? a ton, even if it's an exhibition. Yeah, because there are a lot of people. The casuals, casuals are a thing in boxing. One hundred percent, they're a thing in boxing. I'm not buying that they're they're that much of a thing in in wrestling, but in boxing they are. And there's a ton of casuals that will order that, not knowing. Well, you can't throw punches to the head, whatever rule set there may be. They ain't paying attention to that. They're hearing that Jake Paul and um, Mike Tyson are going to fight, and that's it. And you know what? That's probably what a lot of them are banking on. And I mean, that's or,
2: exactly why when I told you Mike was going to smoke up, you belittled me. You, <laughs> you, you were insulting. Rob Wilkins <laughs>
0: says we would we bring out back fightful watch along. <laughs> yes, we would. I thought about doing it this weekend. I'll be at Under Siege, and. uh Denise will be out of town, so I wanted Steven to cover uh, under siege. So we're not doing it for this badass UFC card this uh, Saturday. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook use the code Fightful, but we would bring it back. We're probably going to bring it back for most of the Jake Paul stuff because Jimmy the 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 reality is people care when he fights. That's it. People care when he fights.
2: Yeah, they want to see him lose. And and that's there's nothing wrong with that. Floyd Mayweather made a career off that. And did you know Floyd Mayweather's fighting uh, soon?
0: Yeah, I did. I got the fight notification. Yeah, the fight TV notification of it about him Saudi fighting. Saudi Arabia. Him.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, so well, that I bet money's he's getting. Uh, he's
0: I was getting like, why hasn't there been much promotion for it? It's like he doesn't care. He's doing it in Saudi.
2: Absolutely, doesn't give a shit. Guaranteed payday, and the Saudis only care about the perception, you know, for them kind of thing. So it doesn't really matter. But uh, yeah. All right, let's let's talk budget cuts in contrast, because there's such a contrast here uh, between companies and and so just just a lot of a lot of a lot of, as you like to say, Sean, a lot to unpack here. That's what Sean Ross likes to say. So in WWE. okay, you got Mustafa Ali. He's sitting at home for months. He requested his release. They denied him. They finally bring him back to TV. Looks to me like he's being set up not to succeed. It doesn't look to me like he's going to come out ahead in this whole program with Theory and and Miz, but that's just kind of my opinion. You got Roderick Strong. You reported that he requested his release. They denied him. Meanwhile, they released 10 people from NXT citing the infamous budget cuts, including people who had been used, you know, if not currently, then recently on television. Dakota Kai, Malcolm Bivens, Dexter Loomis, Persia Parada, Harland, who was like a uh, you know, a, a big uh, uh protege or whatever. And at one point they released 10 people. I can't help but think it's a bad look on WWE's part when you refuse to grant releases to some, especially when you're not hardly using them. But then you release others that you are using due to budget cuts. What's your take on the whole thing? And, and you know, the latest say on somebody like a Roderick Strong.
0: So uh to correct the Mayweather thing, it's in Dubai. Oh, Dubai. On okay. the top of like a helicopter thing. But there's going to... I got invited to Dubai this week. I'll tell you more about that uh, this week. But the releases. So I got a lot of I got a lot of feelings. I went on a rant on Sour Graps this week. I hopped over on Fightful Select and, and did a bit of a rant there. I get that things have changed. NXT to NXT 2.0. Persia told me she got signed well before 2.0. A lot of people just didn't realize it cuz she debuted on 2.0. Doesn't matter. She fit in great. She was wonderful. Looked like a million bucks, could could do the work, had experience, but still had that athletic like height, the model looks, a lot of that stuff. She fit in, she did well. Malcolm Bivens, you're going to tell me you can't find something for him to do, somebody for him to enhance? Well, obviously, they did have somebody for him to enhance. They wanted him for Omos, and he said, I think I'd rather leave the company, so uh, I'm not going to re-sign. They were trying to re-sign he and Dakota Kai like a year before their deals were up, which tells you they wanted to keep them, Mm -hmm. but they didn't want to keep Dakota enough after like six, seven dark matches to, to do something with her, to do anything substantial with her. So there she is. Uh, and, and she's gone. She'll find work. Bivens, uh, Stokely Hathaway is the name I'd rather use since it's what he'll use. Not only will he find work, he's doing a comedy show this week that sold. Saw out. That. Good yeah. on him. Good on him, which he had planned to do before that, but still doing that. Harland is one he was fucked from the jump. You can't bring in a guy because he's got tattoos, a football background, and the same hair as Brock Lesnar and right. say, Next Brock Lesnar. Right. And it wasn't just fans that said it. There were people in WWE that were saying it too. That's that's bad. That's stupid. That's a wrong. That's not the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this on Sour Graps. You can count on like one hand the people that are mentioned in the same conversations with one another. Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, Ronda Rousey, Riddle. As people who picked it up immediately. What do all four of those have in common? They all have combat sports, legitimate backgrounds. They've bumped. They've rolled. They've, they learned how to do moves. They learned how to pin people. They learned how to submit people. They know the foundations of pro wrestling. So to put those types of expectations on a guy like Parker, who now known as Harlan, when he came from a football background, is not composed or built or has the background of a Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. And then you turn him into Haydn Snitsky. <laughs> like you you do that. You you make him El Hijo del Nails. Nail, I was going to say Nails. It yeah. looks looks like Nails. Yeah. Well, he ain't gonna win. He ain't gonna do well. Yeah. I would imagine Court Bowers like looking at him saying, You wanna come prove yourself? Come prove yourself here. Do what EJ and Duca did, do what a lot of people did. Um, so those there there are some that didn't make sense to me. There were some that did. Uh ultimately. NXT 2.0 now more than ever is a developmental territory. There is no question about it. It is not a third brand. It is a developmental territory. There is no argument about that like you could have had one year ago, Jimmy. It is. Some of those developmental talents are not going to work out. Truly, I do believe that is business. It does suck to see anybody lose their job. If if I had it my way and I could run a company, I would, I would implement the AEW method of, well, we signed you for this period of time. We'll see that out unless there's some disciplinary action. Mm -hmm. But I know that was a little long-winded.
2: No, it's fine. And and I agree with everything you're saying. And in a minute, I'm going to talk about what Tyson uh, Kidd said um, about this whole thing, uh, uh, developmental territory thing. But I want to go over to AEW first because it was inevitable that as you're signing guys and signing guys and signing guys, and they were giving everybody three-year contracts when they started, contracts are going to come due. You can't keep everybody. And there are some, you know, say, anti-AEW people that are trying to use that against them saying, oh, I, I thought this was the, t- the pro-talent company. You can't keep everybody. And so now we're starting to hear Marco Stunt's not wasn't renewed. Joey Janela, Jack Evans, Stu Grayson, you just reported, is gone, at least for now. Cody Rhodes, of course, the big jump to WWE. We're going to keep seeing that. Because they can't continue signing guys and re-signing their existing guys. So we're going to keep seeing this happen. And that's just just business. That's all it is.
0: I think they could have handled a lot of that a lot better too. Uh, Joey Janela and Marco Stunt should not have been ghosted by AEW. That's what Talent Relations is for, even if it's not Tony Khan himself. I mean do you expect Vincent McMahon to keep in touch with every single WWE talent? No. Yeah. Let me so, ask you this
2: question, Sean. I, I've heard that Chris Daniels is in talent relations. Was he yeah. in talent relations before Marco and those guys, or was he put into talent relations as a response to them not having anybody to handle a, a, a Marco and a Janela?
0: He was, but I mean, he was before, but I mean, he – Was also able. He was a point guy for a lot of people in ROH. There were a lot of people that were booked for supercard that had no idea if they were still still supposed to show up to work, Mm. and they had to get a hold of Christopher Daniels. I I believe Denise did. I think Mm. she had to get a hold of him to say, "Hey, am I still booked for this job Mm. or not?" But Marco Stunt should not have been ghosted. Joey Janela should not have been ghosted. That should not happen. Um, I'm of the I'm of the belief. You use those people until their deal is up. Have them put over people on the way out. There's nothing wrong with that. Like completely embarrassing somebody would be one thing, but Mm. I mean, I thought the handling of Marco stunt was bad. They took him off TV after he got that concussion, they never brought him back to TV. They never followed up with him. He tried to contact him. He said, give me an opportunity to prove myself. Joey Janela, I think, would have been a great fit for the modern ring of honor. I think he would have been really good for that. Stu Grayson, they wanted to keep him, from what I understand. It just hasn't worked as of yet. Some people are still hopeful. Mm-hmm. Anything's possible. But he if you all haven't seen him work in a singles capacity, mm-hmm. seek it out because he's amazing. He would have been great for the modern Ring of Honor. He cut a promo. It was very like, very like, work shoot on Hangman saying, "You get all the glory. I hang out in catering."
2: He's like, oh, good.
0: Yeah. He's like, "You get to do what I want to do all the time. You get to wrestle big matches on TV." So um, I I uh, look at that and I'm like, yeah, that could have been handled a little bit better. Jack Evans. He was off TV for a little bit, but I mean, you always gotta wonder, like, what the hell's up with Jack Evans, man? Like, he's he was one of the things that got me to watch Ring of Honor, but uh, and Helico staying, Evil Uno staying, yeah.
2: Wasn't Jack Evans stuck in Mexico during lockdown?
0: Uh, yeah, so, for a little bit, and uh, uh then he got detained a couple months ago. There's this uh, weird situation there, but yeah, they, they do this- need they need a better line of communication with their talent.
2: Let me ask you this question. I'm I'm sure that there are people in in NXT and in WWE walking on eggshells because it's all it's almost expected at certain times of the year releases are gonna happen. I'm sure some of them don't care. You know, like like a melkin.
0: They 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 care. They care. I mean, even even if they're planning their exit not to interrupt you, sorry, they care. On Good Friday, my phone was blowing up. People thought that they were getting released. I had, there there was an NXT talent who literally subscribed to Fightful Select this past week because they were fearful that they were going to get fired after the cuts. uh, Like it is a constant fear in that company of cuts, cuts, cuts. And uh, I talked to Persia Perota today, uh, Stephanie Delander, that'll be out Friday. We'll have a, a ton of notes on Fightful Select for subscribers. But she remains positive, but she was like, it was always a reality in my head. Even though I was on TV featured prominently, it was always in my head and something I thought about.
2: Mm, that sucks. Now, AEW, is there more of a sense of calm or is there still concern among talent, especially those whose contrasts are
0: coming up? I don't see as much bitterness emanating from that. People know when their deals are going to be up and they get to see them through. They didn't cut Melanie Cruz or Awesome Kong, even though they didn't use them on TV. They couldn't use Awesome Kong. Um, Melanie Cruz found a day job in the meantime, but while her contract ran up and they didn't renew it, there are others who have been taken off their full-time deals and they're on per appearance, or I don't know if any have moved to tiered, But as a result of that, yeah, I mean, it is. I don't want to say more of a sports approach because people get cut, under their guaranteed sports deals all the time. I mean, football happens all the time. People get non-guaranteed money and they're cut within that. But like baseball, basketball, it's a little bit more like that. They know when their deals are going to come up and they know that they're going to make that money regardless and they can sort of plan for that. I wouldn't say that there's there's a sense of calm in that people don't think they'll be let go. People just Mm -hmm. don't think they'll be fired before they expect it there. Uh, and that, and I usually say, "Well, I can't speak for an entire locker room. I can pretty well speak for an entire locker room here. I haven't heard one person of the dozens that I speak to in AEW that fears they're going to get cut before their deals. They fear that they might get taken off TV and not used, and then their deal will expire, though."
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, well let's let's talk about a, a topic that's a little different: demand for more wrestling content. So Warner Media, they sent out a survey asking fans to help name an AEW show that's coming to, t- to TBS. They said it's a new uh, behind-the-scenes wrestling series like no other. Uh, here's a, a, a piece of writing from their thing. It said, every episode will track their core cast on the road at AEW events as they try to hold on to the titles they have or win back the ones they've lost, with everything culminating at the biggest pay-per-view event of the year. A lot of people are saying it's like Roads to the Top. I did not watch Roads to the Top, admittedly, so I, I can't really comment. Do you think that there is an appetite for another weekly, and I I understand it's not going to be like a typical Dynamite or Raw, but do you think there's an appetite for another weekly wrestling series on television?
0: For some people, for that niche audience, sure. But um, in general, no. No.
2: Well, that then leads me to Mr. Freddie Prince Jr., because I heard this one, Sean, and I thought, man, oh, man, the time of this one. So Freddie Prince Jr.'s got a podcast about wrestling. And on the podcast, he said that he plans to start a wrestling company within the next 18 months. He says he wants it to be a two-hour show. The goal is to bring it to TV. He wants it to be a SAG show which is the street screen actors guild, meaning it'll be a unionized show, which means that the wrestling talent, they'll get insurance and they'll get medical benefits and they'll get retirement. He says he has a three year plan and he uh, is able to finance it for that three years. Obviously he's got connections. You know, he's been in entertainment for decades. He was in WWE. He knows a lot of the wrestlers. He knows the business. If anyone maybe has an opportunity to make a go, but it might be somebody like him, but do you think there's an appetite for it? Like, do you think, and I understand that there are, are more places for distribution when it comes to content than ever. Like there's still so, so many streaming services and cable networks, but is there going to be a distribution deal that will pay him enough money to be able to justify operating a wrestling company? Cause you and I know, like a lot of people I'm sure know a lot of these shows on TV, they don't make anything, you know, like, yes. like a lot of, a lot of smaller TV shows and stuff. Do you think that there's going to be a deal to be had for him, given all the wrestling content that's already out there, even though he does have a lot of connections?
0: 2014, I remember it. Maybe 2015, whatever, whenever it was that New Japan was starting to make its way into the U.S., they had the the deal with Jarrett and all that stuff. You had Lucha Underground on TV. Lucha Underground got some good buzz and all that. Impact was having trouble finding a home. But they, they landed on Destination America. Then ROH on Destination America. And then, you know, WWE and SmackDown are in these, these progressive talks to, to enhance their their rights fees and all that. And Global Force Wrestling comes along. People think, oh, Jeff Jarrett's back in the game. Here we go. We got some TV. A couple years after that, Era Lucha comes along. Era Lucha's here. Oh, are they going to get some TV? Look back at those rosters. There were some good rosters there. There were... Like, you look back, especially at Era Lucha, and you're going to be like, damn, man. If they would have got on TV, maybe it would have been good. But there wasn't the appetite for it. Lucha Underground made no money. Mm-hmm. ROH made almost nothing on Destination America. Impact made nothing. The Destination America cut it all. Impact hasn't been able to find a vast home since then. And Impact's a, a pretty good show. But... um man it's uh it's i don't know if there is when we can't find one a more expansive one for impact or mlw it's hard for me to believe that
2: he made reference to australia freddie prince he said i could start a company sooner if i wanted to but it would mean having to go to australia for three months so that tells me that maybe he's got at least funding or something um out of Australia. But I I look at uh, uh Freddie Prince Jr., you know, for better or for worse, in terms of his position and everything, kind of like I do Billy Corrigan. Yeah, Billy Corrigan was a guy who's been in the entertainment business for decades. He's no, got no connections. appetite for
0: NWA either.
2: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So Billy Corrigan's got he's got fine fund funding, he's got connections, he knows a lot of people in entertainment, and he has not been able to get a deal for the NWA. And Freddie Prince Jr. I think it might be tough. Now granted, he could end up like I said, he could end up with maybe a streaming deal or maybe like a, you know, a show on like a, a belittling a, a little cable station or something. But is it going to be able to fund your wrestling production the way that you envision it to be? That's the question. If if your costs are going to be 20-30 million a year to do the things that you want to do, is that TV deal going to fund that? Yeah. And that's that's going to be I think the the wrench. Tony Khan Credit to Tony Khan, he got the TNT deal. A lot of people tried before him and couldn't do it. And obviously, again, he had a ton of connections with the Jaguars and everything. But that's the question for me: is can Freddie Prinze land a TV deal that will pay enough in rights to fund the vision that he has? Because he's talking a big game for everything and, that he wants to do. And not only
0: that, but when you have that type of platform, that opens up. Okay, well, your female talent can do OnlyFans, and that provides them with a with a platform to make money on the side that they can't get from can't get it from NWA. Nobody's mm-hmm. watching that shit. So nobody's going to care to to do that. Wrestlers uh, of all backgrounds have their merch stores and all that. And uh, they've got a great deal with pro wrestling tees. They're selling merch. They've got third-party licensees. They've got a lot of that. And when you're on cable TV, you're more in demand for signings. Your indie price goes up. It's this circle of where, sure, we might not be able to pay as much as WWE does, but all things considered, you can make as much, if not more, and make your own schedule as a result. You get to dictate kind of what that is. Um, a lot of those other places, and, and he's talking about finding a permanent home for it. That Impact Zone crowd used to get real tired. Look at the NXT 2.0 crowd. I agree. It, it ain't always wonderful. We got I jo- agree. We got Joel Wood saying Impact's been on a downward spiral since leaving Spike as far as audience goes. Yes, they have. There is no two ways around that. Spike TV was an amazing platform for them. It it could not have been a better match for for TNA. Terry says, many wrestlers need steady time to grow, learn from the business, and 90 days isn't sufficient. Imagine their feeling when uh, hearing this pressure. Yeah, they do. And um, I, I don't understand why WWE now looks down upon well, we can pluck people who are already good and make them ours. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Samoa Joe says that the reason why WWE is changing their hiring methods, and he would know he was a coach there, is because AEW is signing a lot of those prominent indie names. Connor says, could ROH take Dark Spot on YouTube or it will be on a TV channel? I'm sure Tony would love for it to be on a TV channel because he gets those rights fees um roh was in a very unique position jimmy that really for what they did it couldn't have been in a better in a better situation for well they could have been in a better spot but they aired on syndicated tv because of sinclair but because sinclair owned them they were also like well we don't care if you put this on your website because we want as many people to see this as possible. So like six days later, the show that had been syndicated was available for anybody in the world to watch. It's just nobody knew. Mm. And I would constantly repeat that on the show. Josh says, give Stokely a faction like Heyman's Dangerous Alliance. What do you think? Uh, Before the baddies got put with uh, Jade Cargill, I would have said, Jade Cargill approaches Mark Sterling and says... I'm very happy for you. Your client list is growing, but I want to be your focus and I'm not. You can still be my lawyer, but I've got a new manager and it's Stokely Hathaway. I think that would have been great.
2: I mean, Diamond Mine was good.
0: I like Diamond Mine. You know what I mean? They, they, just, they just, nothing was given an opportunity. Joel Wood says, it seems as if main roster cuts have slowed in WWE, but I fear NXT from now on is going to be a constant question every three or four months as to whether anybody is going to get cut. To me, that makes a little bit more sense, though, and I'm, I'm not advocating cuts to NXT, but that is the developmental territory of where you're figuring out if somebody is is right for this or not. However, there were multiple people that were proven to be right for this there. Dexter Loomis had adjusted wonderfully by picking up something that he did in TNA that almost nobody saw in Dexter Loomis, uh, the Sam Shaw character, but I actually think
2: Dexter Lumis was a big mistake cutting him. I do too. Because the look, you know, I mean, I mean, That's I've talked be before, look. I've talked before about how almost everybody's good in the ring now. And so you've got to find other ways to stand out because everybody can get it done in the ring. Dexter Watch
0: an XT 2.0, my friend.
2: Well, I'm fucking <laughs> fine. I know, but they're, they're brand new. A lot of them in green, but Dexter Lumis, the look that he had with, you know, the, the physique and he wore that apron and the black gloves and he had like the old style slicked haircut and yeah. He looked different than than a lot of guys. I thought that was a mistake cutting him, but what do I know? They've been cutting everybody.
0: Davian says, any more Owen women's qualifiers happening? Four is low. I hope so. It would make a lot of sense, but um, I think they should take an approach with this Owen where they don't outright tell us what the brackets are. They just tell us what the next match is. That gives them a bunch of flexibility. Uh, Also, it's why I like them doing qualifiers. Somebody kind of talked me into that over the past week. Shucky Ducky says, thoughts on ROH talent on dark informal tryouts. They are informal tryouts. That's been the case for quite a while. Also, as we reported, uh, Jake something is going to be on uh, dark. I've heard there is more ROH talent coming to uh, dark tapings as well. Sheila says, do you see Maria Kanellis' promotion possibly working with, wow, it could boost their women's roster and get TV exposure? no i doubt it um i think wow is going to exist on an island all its own and uh oh boy
2: have you heard much about maria's promotion because i i heard they did a show and they had they drew like 50 people is that true
0: i don't know what the the attendance was i mean okay. i'm sure as people get used to it and and it garners a name and all that it's tough to start a new promotion Mm-hmm. But um, I'm, I'm sure, and, and all women's promotion with Maria behind it. I think it if they run multiple shows, they'll do much better. I, I don't, but I don't know what the the attendance was or anything like that. So um, yeah, not not really sure uh, about how that is. But as far as them working with Wow, I'd be shocked. I'd be very shocked.
2: Okay, let's talk about the AEW TNT title because I've I've read differing opinions online. So Scorpio Sky and Sammy Guevara, they've been kind of hot potatoing it back and forth a few times. Mm-hmm. And there's different theories. So one of them is that Cody had the record for the most TNT title reigns and AEW wants to, you know, wipe him from the record book for that. Another theory is that they think it'll help Scorpio break out on his own as a baby face to be kind of in this program with Sammy because Sammy's clearly now heel with, with uh, Tay and then Another one is the unpredictability factor. You never know what's going to happen, you know, when, when there's a title change. Have you heard, or what are your thoughts on this kind of hot potato wing of the TNT title over the last number of weeks?
0: I like it because it made a lot of sense in a lot of different ways. Sammy and Tay Conti got over his heels. Scorpio got over as a baby face. You set up Ty Conti and Paige Van Zant. You set up Kazarian and Scorpio Sky with a ready-made story underneath. You've got Ethan Page side-eyeing them. You've got multiple cool moments on TV, main events on TV, things that people will remember. And uh, the next time that that AEW becomes a town, they're going to be like, "Remember that? Remember when that happened? Let's go." Stuff happens at this show. I think it's good. What happened in pro wrestling is is almost so funny. We got to the point of hot potatoing titles so much in the late 90s, early 2000s, to where it almost became taboo to do it. And then i if you go back to CM Punk's reign, his year plus reign, I guarantee you there are more one-year reigns in WWE since then than probably the 30 years before that, like dating back to the 70s. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's not good. Like New Day had a great tag title reign. Walter had a great uh, title reign as well. You had some in the mid-2000s that weren't too hot. They forgot about the Cruiserweight title and the women's title sometimes. One of my favorite things of the brand split era was Charlotte and Sasha trading that title back and forth on Raw and fighting like it meant something. Because the way that they fought and the way that that title was talked about, that women's title... Made me believe that they fought their hard outs for it. That's why it changed so much because they battled each other so hard to send it back and forth. So I, I liked it. I thought it accomplished a lot.
2: Interesting. Well, you know, this weekend there's actually a WrestleMania or a WrestleMania, a WWE Premium Live event that no one's really cares about or talks about. And uh, I quite frankly forgot about it until I was taking notes for uh, for the listening your boy this week. WrestleMania Backlash. I feel like there's no buzz for this thing at all. Is there anything on the show that you are looking forward to?
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but not really (laughs) not really i'm gonna take
2: that clip and use it for other reasons
0: for other purposes i'm I'm not really i'm I'm looking back at it Uh, myself and julie cutler did a preview of it Uh, she's got some great insight she's gonna join me on the double or nothing show corbin and moss nope aj and edge nope Uh, i bet the six-man tag will be good but sure
2: you've seen it you know what i mean like that you've seen that style
0: a lot lashley and omos I'm not excited Rhodes and Rollins I'm sure will be good Flair and Rousey I'm not that excited For that either no there's nothing announced When Becky Oscar, if it gets added I'll be I'll be excited for that yeah Maybe
2: something with KO and Ezekiel maybe
0: I guess hmm. I guess Maybe it seems like a raw match but whatever mm-hmm.
2: uh, You think Ronda Gets the title
0: yeah I do And you think Cody uh,
2: puts over Rollins he shouldn't
0: Yeah I mean, I think they'll stretch it out to uh, Matthew says, I'll be looking forward to the super chats and Humper chats after the show. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let me tell you, this Monday's Raw was one of the most abysmal as far as interest that we've ever had since we started super chats. Like people just, there's no buzz. People think they can miss the show. And that uh, that ain't good for us, obviously. But I'm hoping Rhodes beats Rollins and then Rollins does something so horrible that it justifies Cody saying, I'll beat you again, and I'll beat you in the cell because right. I don't want Cody to win, right. or I don't want Cody to lose. Yeah, yeah.
2: Interesting, and I, next I want to ask you about uh, your thoughts on the future of Drew McIntyre, and and here's where here's why I'm asking. So, okay, he's in the six-man tag at uh, WrestleMania Backlash. Obviously, they, they got a program happening with Roman. Maybe it'll lead to Hell in a Cell on June 5th, or maybe they're just going to do another six-man in Hell in a Cell. Who knows what they're going to do? Tyson Fury alluded to a match with them at SummerSlam which is on uh, July 30th drew himself in interviews is pushing for a match with Roman at clash of the castle in the UK in September. So it seems like there's a lot of is he baby Is he healed? Is he in the title picture? Is he out of the title picture? What do you think the future holds for Drew McIntyre? Or do you think that, you know, this man doesn't even know. So it's like, well, I, I don't, don't
0: I don't trust WWE to run a story for four months until September. That's for damn sure. Unless, It is Drew winning money in the bank after like Roman Reigns is trying to avoid him for months. Drew wins money in the bank and says, I'm cashing it in at clash of the castle. Um, That I trust, but Mm -hmm. they've kept him strong. He's been winning matches. That's important to me. I think that's good. Um, It does seem like they're setting up. Finally, Roman has two titles and they've got Drew and Cody. They got two legit possible challengers unless Cody starts to lose a bunch. Uh, and that's that's promising. Cody is a guy, I kept on saying, don't take the title off Roman unless you know there's a guy. Cody is a guy who can do that. Drew, we'll see. We'll see how crowds react to him. I wonder if... Uh, I wonder how that will work out and play into Clash at the Castle with the Saudi show coming up after that. Cause also there's been a lot of maneuvering for Tyson Fury. And let me tell you, Tyson Fury was a bad wrestler. Also Tyson Fury is not going to lose a wrestling match. So I think we could get Tyson Fury and Drew McIntyre. It goes to a no contest and it's Drew and Tyson against somebody else. Like as a, as a tag team, at like Saudi or something.
2: So maybe like maybe the match isn't interrupted. Somebody attacks through or Tyson or both Roman
0: have- or one of the bloodline guys or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay, you, interesting. You can even
0: you could even do like Gunther in there as well. Like Gunther's should should factor into that clash of the castle show
2: Right, a bit. Right, right, right. All right. Let's talk about uh Vince McMahon's classic left hand's not talking mm-hmm. to the right hand. You reported uh that prior to Raw on Monday and let's uh, remind everybody that Champa again targeted Mustafa Ali on Raw. You two weeks report- ago, what's that? Two weeks ago, two weeks ago. But they, they, he was in the ring on Raw this past Monday too. Yeah, with Mustafa, I think so. WWE did something prior to Raw, the main event taping. You reported it, talk about it, and do you have any idea at all why
0: they did that, no. given their plans with him and Mustafa Ali? No clue. No clue not an idea i just saw the run sheet and it said balor versus champa and i was like what what like when when it got switched to apollo Apollo. i was like what because him versus balor sure i mean it'd be the biggest main event match in a long time too but also it would be the biggest main event match in a long time but the mere fact that those two are on main event like makes you wonder what the hell. Because they, you don't get put on there by accident. You know what right, I mean? Right. Because they so, don't... Go ahead. Sorry.
2: So he worked babyface against
0: Apollo. Yes. And then later that to... night did a heel segment.
2: Yeah. Yeah. With was in, the, in front of the same crowd.
0: Yep. Yep. Is it just because... <laughs> why are you asking me? I'm Is it trying replaced? to make
2: sense of it. I'm trying to Is make sense re- of it.
0: Why? They're not... I know you're right. You're right. Uh, I, like, I, I mean, just like, like when this is Denise and we're talking about storylines, I'm like, Denise, make sure that they care. Like, like don't like hold them accountable for caring, but you're like, why do they? Well, I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. I don't know why. I know one thing, uh, whether you're a face, you're a heel, you're a tweener. Doesn't really matter. You can use nordvpncom slash fightful. Jimmy. There's a big UFC pay-per-view this weekend. You can subscribe to overseas service and save a lot of money. So much so it'll pay for your NordVPN service with all the money that you save. Get a great deal and an additional month free at nordvpn.comslash fightful. Not only that, you get a 30 day money back guarantee and that threat protection block online trackers, hackers. Uh, Annoying pop-up ads, malware with NordVPN.com slash Fightful, the fastest VPN in the world. That is available on all your devices, phone, tablet, PC, desktop, laptop, router, TV, does not matter. NordVPN.com slash Fightful is available on all of those. I use this every day. It is a lifesaver. Protect your info when you're on that unsecured Wi-Fi and you're traveling abroad. Maybe you're going to Dubai to watch that Mayweather fight on top of a helicopter pad or on top of the helicopter. Whatever. NordVPN.com slash Fightful works everywhere, and it changes your virtual location with just one click. Big fan of NordVPN.com slash Fightful. And I'm a big fan of all these super chats. Chris says, why is Becky Lynch getting so much hate? She's a heel. That's all I got for you. I don't know what you're talking about. I think everybody loves Becky. KE775 says, is Triple H a man without a country now? He's in more of a PR role right now than anything. We got Joel saying, actually, um, no, it's a Ricardo saying, I'd like to know Jimmy's thoughts on the Fed's inexorable, seeming to return uh, Divas era booking of both NXT and the main roster. Basically your thoughts on them returning to like divas era booking.
2: I mean, we have talked about this for a while now. They, they, for the most part have gone back to two minute matches. Uh, and it seems like most of the women with the exception of Becky, Bianca, Charlotte, I guess, Rhonda, maybe now Asuka and Sasha, I guess with the exception of like five or six girls, they're booked in two minute matches and they're made to look like idiots. And so, it is what it is. I I, I believe that Vince Mann, he doesn't care about the women's division or the tag team division aside from his favorites who he sees dollar signs in. Otherwise, uh, I just don't think uh, uh, there's enough care with management.
0: Van Twinblade says, Hey, Jimmy and Sean. Tony said last time AEW is in St. Louis. He'd give us something special because he had to move full gear. And at the indie shows I went to last week, people are hoping for blood and guts June 15. Hearing any whispers. I'm not hearing any whispers. That doesn't mean it won't happen. But I think they'll bring a big show there. I think that that type of thing means an awful lot to Tony Khan. And he wants to make sure that his, his live crowds are are sort of loyal to AEW. And he wants to appear in the same vein to them. So, Do I, you I, think, I, you
2: know. sorry to cut you off, do you think that he would book a specialty match like that, though, like two weeks before Forbidden
0: Door? Maybe, yeah, yeah, I do, because he he does that all the time, like with pay per view stuff. Like go home shows of of pay per views usually have a pay per view quality thing on it as well. We have Ryan Evans says is there any talk of AEW changing their stage sets? The pay per views used to have a unique look and that stopped. Dynamite needs a new stage too. I have heard some talks of it, uh, Ryan. I absolutely have. I just don't know that it will actually happen. Um, I mean, the reality is they had about five months to use their dynamite stage. And then they had to kind of switch it to whatever worked at Daly's place. So they're getting a little bit of use out of that. But uh, I think they should light the crowd at dynamite like they used to, because I liked being able to see people. You would see that people were like standing around drinking, having fun. Like, like it was an experience They you could tell people like were on dates watching dynamite. They were standing up and cheering. Like it felt like, it was more of a social thing than a lot of the wrestling shows you see, which are dimmed out and people are just sitting there and they're like, impress me. Sure. It was, sure. It was a lot of a different, uh, feel there.
2: You want to be able to see Hannah singing Jericho song.
0: She doesn't for sure. She doesn't <laughs> want to see that. Um, but Ricardo says given the feds record of pettiness, I feel like the only reason Ali came back is because they threatened to freeze his contract and turn it into roughly five years. I would not be surprised by that at all.
2: I don't know if that can legally be done when when he's the one that wants to come back. It's not like he's injured. Sure. I I don't think that's legal. I don't think they can do that.
0: Johnny says, Freddie meant he would have to go to Australia to film a movie for three months, which would speed up the process. There you go, Jimmy. About Freddie Prinze Jr. in Australia.
2: Well, how he does filming a movie speed up the process of doing a wrestling company?
0: Because he can pay for the – he can afford the wrestling company. That's his what he wife said. His is an actress. He, his, he, he, you think he's just going to say, hey, Sarah, let me fund this vanity project Absolutely. with your, ah, your you Scooby-Doo money?
2: <laughs> I think on. he would for sure. I think no, I was, He
0: said that he might have to do movies to, to fund this.
2: I figured he would get financing. I suppose it was on money.
0: Ryan says, is there any uh, – we, we read that one – Joel Wood, by the way, guys, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. We are heading down the home stretch of the show. Uh, we will have the list goes on on Fightful Select right after this. Please leave a thumbs up on this video. Joel says, one of my main issues is it seems like ROH and their titles are getting more focused than some AEW titles. And that's my issue with WWE too. Too many titles at once seems like overkill for me. That's definitely understandable. The difference to me between those two is if you're a champion, in AEW ROH, you're probably not losing a lot of matches and you seem like a champion. In WWE, the stakes are minimized as opposed to, well, we've got all these titles, we better protect these people and utilize these titles. It's, well, everybody's got one, so what's it really matter? That's a big difference for me. And somebody actually earlier, they
2: talked about it feels like there's not going to be any more cuts on the main roster. I feel like I'm watching the same 20 people on Raw every Monday.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, it's the T-bar, same twenty T Bar and Mace can't get on TV. Uh That yeah. uh, Aaliyah and Shotzi are barely on TV, except yeah. to, to lose or do quick uh, beat the clock matches. Lee's barely been used. Do Drop finally popping back up? But yeah,
2: and the twenty four seven stuff is stupid. It's stupid. it should it should
0: be funny and entertaining and special, but it's stupid. Yeah, and it's Storm, stupid. Storm and Norm says Dante versus Ray Phoenix. Baltimore, get the hoses ready. I'm on the way. Have fun, Norm. Hope you like it. I do think, I mean, I saw people saying, oh, I can't believe they're calling this a dream match. I don't think they called it a dream match. They called it one of Dante's dream matches. Mm. And of course, Dante, a dream match for Dante, a 20-something-year-old kid would be a guy who's been tearing it up the last seven years since Dante was like 13 or 14. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm cool with that.
2: I want to talk about foreign talent returned to uh, to Japanese soil to kind of set up the Forbidden Door show. So New Japan, uh, they did a show called Wrestling Dontaku uh, last week and Jay White came back, Juice Robinson came back, the Good Brothers came back, and Forbidden Door is on June 26. Have you heard anything yet about prospective matches for, for Forbidden Door? Because the only one that I've heard kind of hinted at is uh, Matt Hardy on Twitter. He said that the Hardys have never held the IWGP tag team titles. And it just so happens that at that show last weekend, uh, Bad Luck folly and Chase Owens from the Bullet Club, they won the IWGP tag title. So maybe that sets up them against the Hardys, unless they might want to go champions versus champions. Although I can't see Jurassic Park being put into that matchup. But uh, what are your thoughts on any prospective matches for Forbidden Door? And do you think that they're going to have the Hardys go for the IWGP tag team titles?
0: I think that would be cool would be a good feather in their cap if they could do it too um I I think FTR and Hardy Boy should both go after it because it's one of the things that's eluded them
2: so tr- so a triple threat
0: Uh yeah I think that would be kind of cool uh, yeah I think that would be a good one cuz I mean that that's that's an accolade that has eluded both of them yep. so I would like for them both to have like have a shot at it yeah
2: interesting and what do you what do you think for some of the guys like say you know okada osprey some of the bigger singles guys what do you like do you think they're going to throw like a moxley in there uh maybe a, a daniel i was gonna say Daniel o'brien brian danielson like who do you think gets those big uh top level guys for new japan pro wrestling
0: oh man okada will get whoever he wants they they would ask okada who do you want and he'd get him um it's pretty much (laughs) his his choice there i think tanahashi's sort of in the same boat too whoever he wants will will be there i don't know if i don't think naito will be able to do it he's got to have surgery or something i don't know how long he's out um but mox and tanahashi makes a lot of sense to me but for okada it's whoever the hell he wants (laughs) that because i mean watch him say sting sting And, hey, you know what? If he (laughs) wants Sting, you give the man Sting. And people will be pumped for it, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see Sting taking a Rainmaker, though. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Okay, I don't know if you were able to get that screenshot
2: that I asked you for off the air, but if not, it's okay. So we've long heard these stories about WWE confiscating signs at live events, right? We've long heard it. There will be signs talking about, say, the competition or signs maybe shitting on the company, whatever. Yeah. On Raw last Monday, a, a fan posted on social media that his sign was confiscate, confiscated. And it's a head-scratcher because I don't see any issue with it. Do you have a screenshot of it by chance?
0: I don't, but, I mean, there were some people there that said that it was obstructing the view of some people behind him. Is that Was that the reason? That's that's what some people there said.
2: Okay, okay. So basically, if you didn't see it, it was basically a sign uh, for Liv Morgan. It basically said, Liv Morgan sold me the seat" or something. Yeah. So it was nothing derogatory you know but if that i guess if that's the reason Liv morgan uh she's offered the fan tickets which is nice nice of her shouldn't be her responsibility but it was nice of her but if that's the reason i don't know if this thing was like you know five feet across or something it was such a
0: non-thing that i was just like who cares if if WWE wants to take people's signs take their signs. take their signs i don't give a damn doesn't bother me
2: it just, I could see it being a, a it's thing. It's not like a right to
0: take yeah. a sign to a show. Like, I know not... that. I know that. I know.
2: Okay. I think that's all I got. Oh, no. We well, still got time, so I might as well talk about well, the Tyson Kidd thing. Hold
0: on. Hold on. Chris Rain says, I really want Okada versus Punk in Chicago. That would be a good one. I would love that as well. Dragon Master says, hopefully United Empire can beat Chase and Folly at Dominion so we can have FTR versus a good tag team for the IWGP tag belts. If it's chasing Falle, the AEW team gotta win it. Even if it's just to, to give it right back, like I don't care. Let them let them reach that accolade. I would be happy with that. I
2: look at Fall You ever heard you've heard Falle
0: talk? You've interviewed him, right? I've interviewed him, yeah.
2: Mark Hunt. He's like Mark, like a Mark Hunt. Well, are like, from the same area. No, I know that, but I just I background. see Mark Hunt in that guy whenever I see him. Sure, you know?
0: sure. Uh, the Tyson Kid thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, we, so, we got the wow stuff to talk about, but let's talk about. Okay, today. you yeah. know
2: what? You know what? That's I didn't know if you wanted to do that on the live yeah, podcast. Yeah, tonight. let's talk about
0: it. Because Go ahead. I'm hearing some wild stuff. The way that I found out was even more wild. It was a completely anonymous email that was like, "Look into this," and I mean, like a very weird anonymous email that's like, "Look into this," and I started. And WOW's got some weird stuff. They got NDAs that you got to sign to even like discuss working with them. There are a lot of women that are in WOW that seem to think that Tessa and David McLean and Jeannie Buss and WOW are more powerful in wrestling than they really are. And they're afraid of the talk for fear of backlash. Um, talent that I've spoken to that are willing to speak and it's all on the condition of anonymity have told me that there's been a falling out between Tessa and wow. However, and this is just me spitballing. I will, would not put it past Tessa and wow to like orchestrate such a rumor at all. Especially Tessa. She's off social media. I had one person say, if you want to watch Tessa work, you better learn Spanish. Um, Like implying that she's heading to Mexico. Tapings Mm -hmm. are Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So we're going to know. Um, people are saying Alex Gracia. Alex Gracia left months ago. She ain't there anymore. So She wouldn't know. Um, a lot of things are kept very close. We have a full story on FightfulSelect.com about this. I encourage you guys to subscribe, uh, support our coverage of pro wrestling there. There were some people that had implied that, like, that this as a rehabilitation for, project for Tessa, mm-hmm. that things didn't really change that much. I know there were people that, she that claimed that she had almost bullied them out of wrestling that have come back to wow. There are a lot of people that were holdovers from the previous wow that are no longer there. Um, There has been a huge shift in the plans for wow that were in effect like a year ago, maybe even eight, nine, 10 months ago that have changed significantly. And I'm going to be telling you guys about a lot of people that they reached out to that said no. And a lot of shifts in there mentality and approach on fightfulselect.com. I mean, they're, they're, there's a lot of really talented people involved and yeah, I, I'll anything with Tessa. My line of thinking Jimmy is I'll believe it when I see it fallout. I'll believe it when I see it. Somebody that did used to be there. They were under the impression that she had been let go. Um, I'll believe it when I see it. The right hand left hand of this is so off. Um, Ryan says, as someone who knows talent, who's been in locker rooms with Tessa, she's a lot more toxic than people realize. Stories I've heard. I mean, and again, Wow's Twitter is out there tweeting stuff of, of her today. Mm-hmm. But also, people are... I had somebody say, but they're they're tweeting stuff about her. They're tweeting stuff about Barbie Hayden. Barbie Hayden left wrestling three years ago. The right-hand, left-hand... They're using content from like three and a half, four years ago on their social media, hmm. which fortunately, you know, they, they keep up to date and all that. But I, like that, for example, I'm looking at their Twitter. They posted a picture of Azteca, who is Giselle Shaw. She signed with impact. Now she ain't there. Like that's just they yesterday, they, they're two days ago, they posted more Tessa stuff, jungle girl, jungle girl and Santana Garrett are not there anymore. Jungle Girl is is battling cancer for the love of god. Um like the, it's outdated content so there's a lot of right hand left hand stuff with their social media. Um I I have never quite understood it but uh, Joel Wood says she could be the biggest should have been the biggest female star in the world but can't get it out of her own way. It's disappointing to me. She is WrestleMania main event level talent. I'm not going to say in the ring anything besides that talent. But all that other stuff and uh, that they wanted her to apologize. She didn't do it. She wouldn't do it. That was. That was it.
2: The The tapings this week, those are, are those the first tapings of their big return. Yes. What's their distribution? Is it like fight TV or something?
0: No, it is something uh, is there some syndication aspect and there is a Viacom cbs paramount some sort of aspect to it i just hmm. don't know what that is yet it has been insinuated to me maybe paramount plus but it has not been outright told to me but there's also syndication level stuff yeah
2: i mean the timing sure does seem suspect right when when you get this anonymous email
0: the week of it's their three taping. weeks three weeks ago I oh it's three weeks ago I, oh, i've been okay. trying to hunt this down this info down for three weeks oh okay i see i see i see i've heard there there may be some some legal aspects to this as well i know there are some legal aspects to just wow right now because there there have been people in and out and people that help them get deals that are in and out but um, is uh
2: is april uh aj lee is she still involved
0: this week we'll answer a lot of questions if tessa is there and smiling and happy right well I, i think that some talent was either fed bad or hopeful info info um again when, it's, when it comes down to that, I'm always suspicious. I'll believe it when I see it. If she ain't at the tapings this weekend, there there are more questions to be asked if there are, if she is. I don't know how good that that, the, that information that the talent got was, but um, I I can't tell you the number of people that I've reached out to and said, hey, you work for WOW, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, hey, can you tell me anything about this Tessa thing? And it's either complete silence... Or I don't feel comfortable talking about that, or I'm fearful talking about that, or I've got an NDA, I can't talk about that. There you yeah. go.
2: It kind of reminds me of John Jones in that in that way. You know, John Jones, the greatest of all yeah. time, and what's it, what's it been three years of
0: his she, prime she, that he's lost? She had the potential to be though. Yeah,
2: that's what I'm saying. Never
0: never reached that.
2: Sure, but like she, like her prime, like she was the Impact champion. You know what I mean? Yes. She was a women and women's wrestler holding the men's title. She was so hot, and it felt like there was going to be a bidding war between AEW and WWE for her. And then shit just went to hell,
0: and, and um, uh, you know didn't it's do business. And then didn't do business on her way out of Impact. ROH is now owned by uh, Tony Khan. Mm. MLW ain't gonna work with her. Yeah there is nothing this this was it this was it and we've seen that with other women who are yeah especially women uh, but but men too but there there are especially two women that were labeled as toxic and people said just give them another shot and then they got that shot and they blew their last shot their last shots and
2: um I mean the, big...
0: going away is 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 a big
2: I think there Vince has a reputation. If Vince thinks he can make money on her, he'd bring her in, I think. But then, you know, know
0: I was told a pretty specific reason that I'll, 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 re- I'll reveal it on fightfulselect.com in the coming weeks. How about that? About why uh, one of the reasons I was told WWE didn't bring her in, but yeah. Um, somebody says, wow, reruns in the Pluto. Everything. Wow. like three or four years ago. Everything. But, guys, uh, leave a thumbs up on this video. This week, I have interviews with Persia Perota, Moose, and Deanna Perrazzo. Today, I have news on, on WOW, and I've got news on an Impact wrestler who says they were going to leave for WWE until uh, a- or Impact re-signed them. Please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. We're going to do an Ozark review over there, myself and Rob Wilkins. Because Is that good? I've got things to say. I've got things to <laughs> say.
2: I haven't seen it yet.
0: It's a great show, but I got things to say. Uh, Please check it out, guys. Check out Fightful Overbooked, Fightful on Twitch, uh, all over the place. Until next time, guys, we are out. List goes on on Fightful Select. (laughs) Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.